Remember back in the good old days where we just play mash in the middle of class? I miss those days. My favorite part was when you would play with somebody and they would deliberately set you up to be in the shack with somebody who smelt like dirty socks and was a janitor at Walmart and you guys had six kids in no car. It was dirty. MASH like truly showed who were your friends because some would rig the game for you to have a better life and there would always be that one person who would like magically always get the mansion, always get the convertible with the celebrity husband. Like jealousy was seething, scathing in the means of middle school. It still is. Children are very, very scary. I'm seeing way too many kids out in the public. Just keep them inside. We're back, back again for another episode. I think we're gonna start recording every two weeks because nothing's happening. People are just being stupid and there's only so much stupidity that I can take. But anyway, welcome back. We are still a uh, day like 5,872 in quarantine and y'all still can't act right. My week is basically a holiday every single day and nothing changes, but that's okay. Quarantine, 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 quarantine. Um, quarantine has taught me either how innovative, how stupid, or how creative you can be with in four walls. Or just, you know, let's talk about how lit it is at two, three o'clock in the morning, because that's the time we go to bed. Sometimes five, if we're feeling frisky. Sometimes five, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm seeing quarantine is bringing out more new ideas more ideas of how to be stupid. It's very interesting. <laughs> I didn't think it could get any worse, but y'all continue to keep proving me wrong. And you know, I don't know. But anyway, uh, I hope everybody's doing well. And let's get into it. So let's see, I don't, what has happened? What has happened? I saw on the internets that there has been beef or an underlying beef, shall I say, this mystery beef, a low key beef, a 10% discount off of beef between Emmanuel Hudson and Spoken Reasons. Uh, all of it got aired out on Wild and Out. I don't watch the show because Wild and Out is like what you would do in class when there's a substitute teacher and it's only entertaining for so long. It kind of gets creative here and there, but I feel like there's only so many seasons that you can have of people doing underground scripted rap that's supposed to be funny, but not really funny unless there's a motive or somebody interesting on the show or just, you know, controversy, whether it's made up or it's real, I don't know. But uh, I saw that I saw a video, uh, basically Emmanuel Hudson, my boy spilled the tea. He threw out the dirty laundry about how Spoken Reasons basically threw him under the bus for his career. He basically said that when they did asking all of them questions, he had the video, had the raw version of the video, sent him the edited version and basically released it a day earlier than they discussed. They were supposed to release it on the same day. He did it a day earlier and got all the views. And then the day that it was supposed to come out, he sent him the edited version and Emmanuel didn't get any exposure or none of the views, none of the money. He then on tried to call him and 
he disconnected his phone number, got a new phone number. And when he tried to talk to him, his assistant picked up and basically said that he will only speak to certain people, uh, that, you know, I guess he's big stuff and he's big chief now and he can't be talking to the, to the scrubs. And he said, well, why didn't you just give him my phone number? Why wouldn't you let me give him my phone number? Because, you know, he considered them to be friends or at least, you know, acquainted enough where you ain't got to hide and dodge numbers like that. And it just fell down from there. And it's crazy because after they filmed that video, they basically did not talk for six years. And while and out, he called him out because he said basically throughout the whole video and asking all them questions, which is true and facts, he made money off of him and his face that none of what Spoken Reasons did. And I can say that for all his videos that him and Emmanuel Hudson have been in, really, for the most part, um, were all thanks to him. And it's scummy. And surprisingly, he's not the only person that he has done that to. There was a girl on Twitter that basically he did the same thing. She did a video with him and her boyfriend, like her boyfriend directed it. He basically swindled both of them as well. Uh, Didn't give her the raw footage, only sent her the edited. And then in the credits, he gave all the credit to him, uh, like himself and gave none of the credit to her boyfriend or anything like that. And I think it's crazy because Spoken Reasons, like, I, I don't know what he's doing now. I think he was in, like, one film. I don't know if it was, like, Tyler Perry or something like that, but he's not really that relevant. And his live, he was talking about how the fact that, oh, we're business partners. Just because we do business together, we ain't friends. I ain't got to hang out with you outside of what we do, which is true, but, like, also have respect. And if if you're willing to do business with somebody, you got to do business right by somebody. And if you don't want to and you decide to do dirty, it comes back to you. Um, and obviously, it has came back to him in the sense of what you thought was a glow up is a glow down. He tried to have a comeback with Emmanuel's rap talking about how he was the first one to put him on a flight that his mom paid or something like that. And then old Becky came out <laughs> and like chopped him in his neck. Uh, basically said that, yeah, all black lives matters, but yours is irrelevant or something like that. And that's the only time I think I would ever laugh about something like that. But he got clowned and it was real personal. Um, Emmanuel said on his live, like afterwards, when he tried to get an apology, or I guess they were trying to talk it out, he decided he wanted to be a big boy and draw up his bridges and try to scrap with him. But he only jumped when, when security came out. So at the end of the day, he's corny. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically, you know, reap what you sow. If you're going to be grimy and do grimy, either you got to be really smart about it and, you know, sign some non-disclosures or have agency where you can, you know, have people to back you up, have money to back you up, have some type of credibility. I think at the end of the day, his talent is to truly expose other people and get other people on the game. And he should be a manager or something because obviously you ain't got the talent for comedy and you ain't got the talent to be doing videos if you have to make a video with somebody and keep all of the raw footage, only send them the edited. And then on top of that, you give no credit and then you like fall off. Um, You're just better off managing people. Therefore, you can have a cut in what they do as a talent and you don't have to be grimy. But you read what you sell, man. So, what else? Um, 
Oh, Kelly Rowland. Let me talk about that. Kelly Rowland has been on the IG Lives doing God knows what. I see, I'm tired of watching IG Lives. It's actually very annoying. It's like Snapchat Um, now where it's being overexposed. I get it though. Like people are bored. Y'all trying to have exposure, be in contact, you know, over the internet. It's really, you know, make yourselves relevant. But there's too many people on live just doing the same things. Uh, I will say the only live that I really bang with is Quarantine Radio. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine with Tory Lanez. I saw him, uh, even aside from that, we're going to have a... Tory Lanez and Quarantine Radio is the best thing that has ever blessed this good quarantine. Um, it's been very entertaining. And even though he might not be like the best of the best of artists, I am a fan. I definitely would say he's the most innovative during this whole this whole shutdown. He has been the most innovative during this whole shutdown. The fact that you actually have created a radio uh, service in the sense of live and have had over 300,000 people on it and broke Instagram, got banned, came back. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, Kelly Rowland has been on live uh, causing shenanigans. It's either she does a lot of motivational talks and I just love the way that she speaks. She has beautiful teeth, beautiful skin tone. Also watch her music video, Coffee. It's beautiful. Dark skin representation, the lighting, amazing. It truly defies and squashes the logic that dark skin people can't wear bright colors because that's just a bunch of blasphemy. Um, but on her live, she just has been doing, it's either like sex positive talks or motivational talks. And I just like it. To be honest with you, she should do the red table talk. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just something about her voice and her and her stature. She is always so cool, calm, and collective. I've never seen somebody be so happy and so nice. I guess that's what like good skin and money does to you. And I hope to reach, you know, that plight of greatness one day. But it's just, it's wholesome content sometimes but it's like it's just a joy to see um on a live it's definitely uh soothing it's like a uh, half asmr half background noise half you know tell me more oh great calandria if that is her real name i see a lot of people call her i don't know if that's her real name i'm so sorry um <laughs> but yeah what else has happened give me a second so doja cat has popped in in an interview. I don't really listen to Doja Cat like that. She's pretty and I think her aesthetic is nice. I just have yet to get into her music. I will eventually. Doja Cat has revealed as to why the barbs have came at her. Uh, the barbs remind me of like One Direction and the Beehive. It's like a mixture, uh, toxicity and a pledge of allegiance to somebody very, very hard. Very, very scary. Just very, very overwhelming. Uh, the barbs, barbs are just, you know, they're like terrorists online. They're the true keyboard warriors. Um, and Nicki Minaj, like, she's cool. I understand why people defend her in some situations, even though she's like, you know, she'd be wild and in some situations. She's like a more mild-tempered version of Azalea Banks in some situations. She's not like consistent like her, but she can be uh, too much. She's like a, you know, what is it? She's like 
perfume. You know, you gotta take it in bits and pieces. I can't do more than like two sprays. But the barbs, uh, you know, they they like, they're the girl like after gym. They're that girl and that guy that you saw after gym that would spray themselves in perfume, even though they stink. That's them. Yeah. Um, Doja Cat has revealed an interview as to why she was attacked by the barbs. Supposedly it was over a drawing or a photo uh, that was on the internet and somebody basically mistook uh, for what was Nicki Minaj in the middle of the photo to be Doja Cat, <clears throat> or I'm sorry, basically Nicki Minaj was in the middle of the photo and the fan basically recommended or basically said that they wish that Doja Cat, I guess was in the photo replacing Nicki Minaj or something like that. Basically either her wanting to be in the middle and uh, the the girls attacked. They uh, basically belittled him, called him stupid, and Doja Cat came back to defend him. And that's what started this whole beef with the fact of Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj, even though personally, um, I think that they're fine, them two as people. It's just like fans really be ruining things. Sometimes I need people who are fans, like people who are stands, like hardcore stands that make the fan cams and the IG pages and the Twitter pages. I need y'all to calm down. Take a seat, take some volume, roll a blunt. I don't know, take a bath, relax, read a book. Because sometimes y'all do so much, it causes an unnecessary beef. It causes like all this tension and then it ruins it for everybody. Even for people who are not that big of a stand for such that person, you will make me not like them or not even make me, but you will influence the decision of, you know, whether or not them as an entity for certain people, you will influence the decision um, and the public of whether, you know, how they look in a light. And, and that's pretty sad to say because, you know, an artist is an artist and we don't know these artists. They are their own people, but fans and what they do with other fans does Im does influence other things. It's like no different than, you know, the whole Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, Nicki Minaj and uh, Lil' Kim. It's no different. Um, it's like fans in certain situations uh, can really create like some beef that just is no, it, it's stupid. So what else, what else, what else, what else, what else? Uh, yes, so there has been an update regarding NBA Youngboy's case regarding Floyd Mayweather's daughter stabbing uh, the other girl and that whole shebang. I saw on the internet, I don't know how true this is, but supposedly NBA Youngboy's baby mama is also his cousin. And I said, ah, 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 cause he ain't that other color. But I guess, you know, with his face and his teeth looking like that, that, that answers questions. NBA Youngboy's baby mama slash cousin will not testify against Floyd Mayweather's uh, daughter. I know that a lot of people have been asking, or not even a lot of people, I know a lot of people have been, I guess, waiting to hear more about the case uh, because sis can get up to 99 years in prison because she was dumb enough to do this in the state of Texas. Good old Republican white supremacist Texas where anything such as you stabbing somebody or nicking somebody, depending on the color of your skin, will lead you up to 
a good 50 to 99 years. But it was a YouTube video. I don't know how credible it is. I'm gonna wait until there's an actual printed release from an actual newspaper or website website article to really see what's up with that. So yeah. In other recent news, uh, the trailer has dropped for Russell Simmons' sexual assault, sexual misconduct, one of the two, maybe both, uh, documentary on HBO. I watched it and um, I know about Russell Simmons. I've never heard this many cases. I've only heard like very little things regarding him uh, sexually assaulting, groping, whatever, what have you, with women. I didn't know it was this serious. Um, and of course, you know, the controversy is the fact that why are people turning the black man down? Um, there are people who are upset of the fact that this is being exposed as him being a bad person. You're terrorizing him. Uh, look at what he's done in the industry. White men do it too. Same old, same old. And uh, watching the trailer, obviously, uh, well, watching the trailer, you only see, unless I'm wrong, from standpoint, you only see the sides of the women's story. He probably didn't want to be a part of the documentary and he probably, yeah, he's most definitely probably have filed a cease and desist re regarding them stopping the documentary. But I will be watching more power to the women who are in it. Um, can't wait to watch it to really speculate. But I think this just goes to show again uh, how in society a lot of people just don't believe black women and y'all just don't be listening to black women when they simply try to speak and tell a story unless it comes from the certain a certain black woman who looks, you know, appealing in the public eye or somebody who has, you know, a lot of power and agency that you guys would really sit down and listen to. You know that there's a lot of people who hate Russell Simmons. I've, I've heard a lot of things because, you know, you didn't hear anything way back in like, you know, the early 2000s, specifically when he had a show with his kids, um, you know, the clothing line. But, uh, you know, now he's like disappeared, like he's MIA. You really don't hear that much about him because obviously, I guess, you know, the whole allegations with sexual misconduct. So yeah, can't wait to watch it. Um, yeah, quarantine has got me concerned with some of y'all. I saw on social media that people are being scammed and swindled into a very simple pyramid scheme. Uh, it's called the circle web, whatever the circle web is, where you have that one person in the middle, and you're supposed to grab other people outside you know, the web, and in total, the person in the middle gets $800, and you're supposed to donate or you know, cash out $100 uh, in order to participate. It's a pyramid scheme, y'all. Um, actually, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. Kind of the same thing, but very different in certain uh, ways. Pyramid scheme deals with the fact that uh, you have to sign up people and those people serve as assets of you getting money. Ponzi scheme is one person controlling the money and other people are in on it and all the investment go all the investment goes to one particular person who then splits up the money. Um, and it's blinded by a very simple, uh, a very simple yet vague concept, ideal, or a contract, such as the web. Listen, I know that uh, Rise and Grind Twitter, LLC Twitter, Rock Nation Brunch Twitter has got y'all in this mindset that because in this quarantine, you should learn a new skill set. By the time we get out of this quarantine, we should all be business owners. Everybody needs to invest in 100 shares of stock. 
um, you know, get the, get the guapanese. And I'm not against that. Do that if you want. But like also be smart with money. Please know the fundamentals of money, know the fundamentals of business. And that anything that is where you have to invest in something and you're not seeing your money, it's not being held down by a contract and there is no people who are verified or have agency, do not do it. Simple as that, really. I saw a lot of people, um, they have invested a lot of money in it. And it's crazy because uh, so many people have explained what it is and a lot of people think that it's a susu, but it's not, that's entirely different. It's, I don't know if it's because the stimulus check or the fact that people are getting employment a big chunk of employment every week that we're deciding to be foolish with our money, but please be smart with your money. Please, please, please. All right. Um, yeah. So I wanted to talk about today. I saw on the internet, uh, racism is back again in its most fondest way on TikTok. There was a white girl and her boyfriend who made a TikTok basically stereotype typing uh black people saying how uh we like fried chicken and watermelon and we don't have dads we make poor decisions yada 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 sis gets exposed uh black twitter does its thing as it always does and i tell you black twitter is better than the fbi and the cia black twitter is elite uh i love it it really do takes down people in a swiftness will make you lose your job a scholarship, everything in a matter of 24 hours. It's amazing to see. But she got exposed, her and her boyfriend, and they basically, they were doxxed. They got everything taken away from them. Um, she got, they both of them got expelled from their high school. She's no longer going to college because they were seniors. I don't know if he was going to college, but he got expelled, or not expelled, he got kicked out of a Black-owned gym that he went to for wrestling and uh, then she decided to go on social media and, you know, with her stories, she was like 6'9". She was like, oh, well, since y'all think I'm racist, I'm about to expose everybody in my friend group who's racist. She called her boyfriend a Nazi. She exposed all of her other friends who was saying, you know, nigga. And then she thought that would get her off the hook. <laughs> Then she changed her story yet again, and she said white power. Um, she was diagnosed with coronavirus, and this is why she did it, yada, yada. And so then, you know, after that died down, there has been a load of TikToks. There is a trend on TikTok where you have non-Black people, but people of color, and along with Caucasians, making racist TikToks specifically against the Black community. And I want to talk about how, you know, just because you hang around people of color, just because you hang around Black people, just because you have a Black boyfriend, you have whoever you're associated with that is not white or within your ethnicity or race, does not make you racist, okay? Um, side note, um, just because you hang around people of different races and ethnicity doesn't mean you get an accent. Whether that's a black scent, a Latino accent, whatever, what have you, that's not how it works either. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I find it very interesting. Um, in this world of wokeness, right? 
in this world of everybody's trying to do cancel culture, everybody's trying to make people take accountability for their actions, um, that there's still people who are just wearing masks of standing in solidarity with certain things. And then you really want to expose yourself when it's comfortable and it's okay too. I don't think it will ever, it will never stop. Um, that's like saying like white supremacy will stop and it won't. If anything, the voicing of hatred of a race, hatred of a gender, hatred of sexuality or anything, it's way more out in the open now. Because the way that it works now is that you say what you want to say. If you get exposed, you do a whole apology video, just like her and all these other people of color who have done uh, racist TikToks. You shed, you know, five tears, do a little boo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I was young. I didn't know any better. And then everything goes back to normal. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, nobody cares. Half of it is that, you know, people are doing activism for show. If you stand with minorities, if you stand with people who are oppressed and have been oppressed for a very long time and, you know, people who are mar marginalized, if a lot of people said what they were really about, it wouldn't be in this weird culture where people are just doing this for fun on purpose. It is a weird culture, man. A weird rite of passage that I'm seeing with all anybody who's stepping into the limelight, anybody who's stepping into the spotlight of fame. Everybody has gone, uh, everybody who's a person of color, or not everybody, but a lot of these influencers, a lot of these people that you guys are supporting, hashtagging, sharing videos, a lot of them from two to three years ago or a year ago, some even a month ago or a couple of weeks before they blew up, you go through this rite of passage where anti-blackness really be jumping out. I mean, passionately, passionately. And it doesn't make any sense. Whether you're doing that to spark controversy or the fact, you know, you're doing that because you want to be noticed for that and you have a way to make yourself more famous when you do your apology and show that you're a changed person. At the end of the day, you are still using oppressed human beings for your own needs, for your own pleasure, that the suffering and the oppression of Black Americans is like the, t the golden ticket for everybody to be on top. It's like the golden ticket for everybody except for everybody in the Black community who are very supportive and have made the culture and created the culture, created the blueprint for the culture. But none of that matters. I say all of that to, because if fame has to cause you to be racist or in order to be relevant, you don't need to be famous, <laughs> you know? You, you don't have any talent. You have nothing to offer. You have nothing, you have nothing to produce aside from bigotry and hatred. And we already got enough of that. I don't know, I just find it very weird. And the worst part is, is that, you know, even now with your girl, the girl, the catch me outside girl, whatever her name is, Danielle, whomever. Um, she's a monstrosity, a whole abomination now. Just out here looking like a whole fool, has made her skin two times, three times darker. Um, she now is out here just wilding on the lives. Uh, left and right coming at black people, talking about, I don't wanna be black. And if I want to be black, would I do this? And y'all are just jealous because of this and X, Y, and Z. And I'm not racist, whatever. And I saw, you know, a video of her friend calling her out. Said that, you know, you just need to apologize. If you truly sorry and show through your actions, 
But I blame y'all. <laughs> I really do. I, I and, and I blame you because, you know, what you think is cute and what you think is funny is really damaging. And it will encourage and it cause somebody to become into a whole monster. And now that it's a problem, y'all want to speak out and be like, nah, 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 chill. And she's like, hmm, whoever, I don't listen to you. Y'all was my fans back then. And now you want to tell me I'm wrong? Of course, they're not going to feel any type of way. That's how it works. You accepted bad behavior. And now that it's offensive to you because it's being directed at you or the fact that she said something or did something that is completely relative to you and your experience, whether that's trauma or hardship or something that you saw in your childhood or what you even deal with today um that's part of your identity it's not cool anymore and that's what she uses as leverage um but i think it's just weird i think today in the culture and in society it just shows how everything is so mainstream and so fake and how you really will only use uh whether that's violence oppression whatever that causes people to be angry or sad or even sometimes, especially now, given this political year, being persuaded to hate certain things or, you know, whatever, what have you. Um, it's it's crazy. I think it definitely serves as how much influence you let people on the internet tell you how to feel, what to believe, what to do in your life. Um, it's crazy. Anyway, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please be sure to share and like the podcast. I think for the next episode, I'll open it up to questions or topics that you guys want to hear. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay inside so that we can go outside. And I'll catch you guys in the next one.